It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I can hear, then I know what, then I know what to do. I won't go 
Hi, you're on the air with Patricia Adams live. Today's broadcast will be the One Heart Series book club that we are getting into right now. And most of all, I want to thank you for stopping by today. Thank you for choosing to be with us today. And in spite of everything and everything and every place that you could be and everything that you could be doing, you chose to be here with us. So we want to thank you for that. And also, we pray that Something will be said, something will be shared that will strengthen you, that will encourage you, that will motivate you, that will inspire you, that will build you up and cause you to do all that you possibly can do while you have the time. There's no time like the present to be found doing what it is that you love to do. And most people say, if you do it and you love it, You'll do it for free. So with that in mind, I want to just basically say that, again, you're on the air with Patricia Adams Live. Um, after myself, Patricia Adams, I am an author, and I have a series of books entitled The One Heart Series. This series has been basically a progression of time since the 80s, basically, is when the series initially started. And we are culminating now with uh, the series, and I believe God is taking us even further into that. But right now, there are a total of five volumes in these series. And out of that, we talk about intimacy with God. And we don't just talk about intimacy from a superficial level. We talk about it from an in-depth level. So... The title of the series is The One Heart Series, An Inductive Study on Intimacy with God. You can pick up your copy at the official One Heart Series website, www.oneheartseries.com. That's www.oneheartseries.com, www.oneheart. S-E-R-I-E-S dot com. And be blessed. And as you get a hold of your copy, we can follow along on this broadcast and talk about it. So right now I want to open up uh, with a word of prayer and thank God for you and pray that God will continue to bless and strengthen you as you continue to go about your day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for the listeners that are present today. I thank you for those who are on the way to tune into the broadcast. I thank you for those who are in the chat room. Father, I thank you for those who are calling in on the phone lines. I thank you, Lord God, for those who will be listening to this broadcast after it goes into archive, that they would find a word that would light up their life, that would sink into their souls, sink into their spirits, and propel them to do something different in order to get a different outcome. So today, in the matchless name of Jesus Christ, I thank you that lives will be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to take you to the foundation scripture for the series, and that is 1 Thessalonians Chapter 5, verse 23. I'm going to read from the message 
translation of the Bible. And then I'm going to read from the King James Version. The message translation of 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23 says, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole. Put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. That's the message. Translation of 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. And I'm going to reread that. It says, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole. Put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. In verse 24, he says, if he said it, he'll do it. I added verse 24 in there simply because if he said it, and and this is when um, we find ourselves staggering at the promises of God, but if God said it, if he's spoken it, it's his responsibility to complete it. It's his responsibility to perform it. He's faithful, and we have to believe in his fidelity, which is total faithfulness. So in 1990, we began to put this in paper format. But originally it started with dreams, it started with visions, it started with challenges in my own life in 1989. God asked me to draw close to him. And he said that if I would draw close to him, that he would reveal to me the places in my life that needed healing, that kept me from being one with him. So from that process, the One Heart series was birthed. And in Volume 1, it's entitled With Oneness of Heart. Volume 2, Journeying the Road Called Oneness. Volume 3, Detouring Off the Road Called Oneness. Volume 4, I and My Father Are One. Volume 5, A One Heart 52 Week study, and application of the heart in the presence of God. So I would like to invite you again to go by and pick up your copy at www.oneheartseries.com. And also continue to stay with us as we introduce you into the series. I'm going to give you an overview of what the series is about um, by book. Uh, by volume. Volume 1 delves into the present state of the heart in the absence of the transforming power of salvation. It gets into the present state of the heart that is absent of the transforming power of salvation. In this state, we find ourselves full of shame, self-hatred, and God-hatred. And in Volume 1, we seek to unpeel the shame, the self-hatred, and the superficiality that prevents us from loving God with our whole heart as we were commanded to do 
in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. This volume will compel you to remove the layers of fig leaves that we hide behind, and we hide behind these fig leaves, and it's indicative of us dwelling in the outer court. It's like you have permission to play in the yard, but you choose to play in the street. That's, that's a modern-day analogy of what I mean by having fig leaves that you're hiding behind and you're living in the church, but you're living in the church in an out-of-court relationship. And you have been given permission to come into the inner court. But what keeps you from going into the inner court are the fig leaves. And the fig leaves represent the shame, the self-hatred, and the God-hatred. There are many people who go to church and raise their hands and praise and say amen, but the condition and the state of the heart is not yet surrendered to the transforming power of salvation. Not saying that they aren't saved, but they have not yet submitted to the process of salvation. Salvation is a free gift, and it's given freely to all who would receive it. But after you receive the gift, you take on a responsibility for how you wear salvation because, you see, salvation is something that you wear. It's not something that you lay claim to and put a nice certificate on the wall and say, hey, everybody, look, I'm saved. I got baptized last Sunday. That's all wonderful. But salvation is something that you wear. And where do you wear salvation? You wear it in your heart. And how can you wear salvation in your heart? If your heart is full of shame, full of things that you're hiding from, full of things that you don't want to face, full of things that you don't want to remember, full of things that you really wish would just go away. Well, as long as you exist in your physical body, and you seek to have a relationship with God that goes beyond just going to church. You're going to have this emptiness inside that wants something that thirst, that you can go and pick up um, a, a soda pop, and you drink, 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 drink but yet still thirsty. I know some of you know what I'm talking about. It's because you say, you know, oh, I'm thirsty, and you get this nice cold glass of soda, maybe poured over ice, or this nice glass uh, of tea poured over ice, and you drink it down, you drink it down, but you're still And the moment you realize that the thirst you're experiencing is because you need water, and when you take on that and you drink the water, it's like, you, you just exhale because that's what you have been wanting and that's what you've been needing and your body has been wanting that. That's how it is with intimacy with God, is that you've searched and you've searched and you've searched and you've drank and you've drank and you've drank from all of these different things and all of these different situations and different relationships. 
in and out of your life. And it leaves you wanting more. It leaves you needing more. You have to find some kind of way to satisfy that longing that you feel. And so you think you'll find it in the next relationship. You think you'll find it in the next um, drug fix. You think you'll find it in the next um, job. You think you'll find it in the next home. You think you'll find it in the next country. You think you'll find it in the next neighborhood. And you get to all of these places only to find out that you still have this thirst. So my invitation to you today is to come along with me and let us go in search of one that you're really thirsty for through the One Heart series. And that is taking the time to remove the layers of fig leaves that you've hidden behind and the out-of-court relationship, remember I said, that's like having permission to play in the front yard, but you choose to play in the street. And in the street, there's danger, but in the yard, there's safety. So we want to get out of the street, come into the yard where it's safe, and just bear our hearts and our souls to God and begin to work our way from the out-of-court through the Holy of Holies and into the inner court relationship and obtain safety, satisfaction by having spiritual intimacy with God as your lover, your Lord, and King of glory. So come away with us in this series and learn more about him And this is all in Volume 1. In Volume 2, we encourage you now that you believe that he is your way. He is your king. He is your Lord. He is that which you seek after. We encourage you in Volume 2 to become so transparent and vulnerable with God by taking away all of the superficiality of your souls and bearing it in the presence of God, embracing the pureness of God's love, searching the depth, the height, the breadth, and the length of him, searching his love entirely. Because you have not yet learned love until you get into God's love, and that's the God paid love. Because All love flows from agape. If you have an overabundance of eros, eroticism, erotic love, then you're out of balance. And more than likely, you're having difficulty loving really who God has intended you to be. And most of all, how he sees you. Because you're looking for validation. And as they say, too many places, too many faces. And you still need more. So we want to encourage you in volume two to embrace that pureness of God's love. And then 
begins the process of salvation, and it's called sanctification. And this, again, takes us back to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, that he wants to make everything about you holy and whole. That's what sanctification is, making everything about you holy and whole, W-H-O-L-E, whole, meaning nothing missing, nothing broken in your life, and holy, meaning that you have become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. It's a process. That means that you have to stop being so sin conscious, so aware of the sins that you forget about the righteousness of God that's being formed in you. Yes, God knows that you have things going on inside of you, and and do you think that he doesn't know that? And so that's why we hide behind the fig leaves. Well, in Volume 2, we want to burn up the fig leaves. We want to burn them up, absolutely burn them up, and exhaust the supply. No more fig leaves. No more fig leaves because we've got a robe to put on. So now we come out of the fact that we used to dwell in the street and we're coming back in and we haven't quite gotten into the inner court, but we're in the Holy of Holies. No more porch dwelling, no more street dwelling. We're in the house. And now that we're in the house, let's find out what's going on in the house. So what's in the house? Toxic seeds that ravage your emotions, imprison you to the past, torment your present, and sabotage your future. These are all things that we encourage you to confront and make quality decisions and and make a choice to break up that crop and replant the seeds of righteousness. So we begin the journey of progression in volume two, meaning that you're you're no longer just circling around the same mountain. You're you're making some progress now and you're no longer having to confess for the same things that you used to do. And even if you do, you found out that you don't have to dwell in the pig pen anymore. So what we're canceling those return trips of regression into the video vaults of the past, and we're coming out of the wilderness of victimization, and we have now firmly planted our mind on becoming victors and not victims anymore. We no longer want to be counted as a stat victim. We want to be counted as a stat victor because we recognize we are created for purpose and anything that God has ever created is good and very good. That means that your purpose is great. And in volume three, we explore what it is that causes us to backslide. Some people say once saved, always saved. But the prodigal son is a perfect example found in Matthew of one who was once saved, S-A-V-E, and safe, S-A-F-E, in the house, 
who made a conscious decision to leave the place of safety and go back into the streets and play in danger. He left his father's house. His father's house didn't leave him. So for the context of backsliding, this is the analogy that I want you to envision, is that you left the place of safety to go play in the the cars and the traffic or just zooming by. No brakes, nothing. No street crossing guards, nothing. You're just in the streets playing, hoping you don't get hit. That's backsliding. Okay? So we want to explore what it is that drives you from the house of safety into the streets of danger. And that comes from the unsurrendered issues of the heart. While you're going through the process of salvation, being transformed, having your mind renewed, you need to understand the five W's of God-hatred and self-hatred. And this volume comes in and it unpeels the shame and self-hatred that has made it convenient for the fig leaves to be the things that we hide behind, that drive us back into the out-of-court relationship, that keep us from progressing towards God and knowing him in the inner court relationship as our king. Because first, before you were playing in the streets, now you've gotten out of the streets and you played in the yard, which is like being on the porch, and now you're coming into the house, which is like being in the holy of holies. But now, before you can go into the inner court, you've got to acknowledge him as king. From the streets to the yard, the porch, the house. And once you get in the house, that's your holy of holies. But once you get in the bedroom, that's your inner court life. So before you can go into the bedroom, you've got to get permission to go into the bedroom because that bedroom belongs to somebody. The house is open territory. You're welcome to come in, sit down, have a seat. But when you enter into someone's bedroom, you better go in with permission. So you've learned him as your savior. You've learned him as your Lord because your Lord, he says, you know what, I want you to come out of the streets and I want you to stop playing in the traffic. I want you to come into the yard, and I want you to be where it's safe. Now I want you to get out of the yard, and I want you to step up to the porch, and I want you to make a conscious decision to come in the house and be safe. So here you are progressing. You're no longer looking around trying to see what's going on in the streets. Your attention is now on what's going on in the house. So in the house, there's some spring cleaning that needs to take place. 
before we can get to the bedroom. There's some issues and situations and circumstances that have to be addressed. And so volume three takes you into that place. Then we're ready to meet the king. But before we can really get to know the king, we've got to realize that while we were in the house obeying the Lord, somewhere along the way we became sons. We have a father, and we're sons. So there's a certain way to behave. So in the house, you're getting your protocol down for how you're going to behave in the bedroom because remember the people you used to pick up in the streets and take to the bedroom behaved like they were from the streets. But now you're going to enter into the king's chamber and he has a special way of doing and being about him that doesn't line up with what you've been doing in the street. So volume four says now that my heart is surrendered. No longer do I want to do things my way, have it my way. I want to do it God's way. The heart has finally surrendered. The heart has finally cried, uncle. And now there's a banner flying over your head that says, This is my beloved. And you begin to realize that there is something more in store for you than what you've been given and what you've chosen to give yourself and what you have allowed to be given to you and those who have violated you and those who have devalued you and lowered your self-esteem. God wants to put his value on you and he wants to elevate you and he wants to restore you and regene you and regenerate you and transform you and redress you and let you know that you're safe in his massive arms as a son of God as a child of God, as a daughter of God. You have a daddy because now you have been made a son whereby through the spirit of adoption we cry, Abba, Father. We were once way away in the streets and he chose us. We didn't choose him. He looked in the streets and said, I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. Just as soon as they accept the invitation, I'm going to show them my original purpose for them being here. Volume four of the series, I and My Father Are One, is a place for those who are ready to abide, to live in the house, have free access to the bedroom. If you don't have to get the kind of permission that says you're a trespasser. You just have to get the kind of acknowledgement that says anytime you want to come and be with me, I'm waiting on you. 
that's what happens in the inner court. We are abiding in the secret place of the Most High in the inner court relationship. So salvation has had its perfect work inside, and we are now living as we are being lived in. We are alive because what's inside of us is alive, and he is in us, and we are in him, and we have become one. I and my Father are one, is the title to Volume 4. We're clothed in righteousness, and underneath the robe of righteousness, we're still bare before him. We're not hiding anything anymore. We're not stuffing things in the closet and hoping nobody opens the door. We're not sticking things in secret places, hoping nobody finds them. We're putting it all out on the table and saying, God, have your way in and through us. So salvation is perfecting itself in your life. And the stone that was over your life, like a tombstone, like Jesus, the tomb, they rolled the stone thinking that it would keep him in. And they came back three days later and the stone was rolled away. Well, that's rolling away the reproach and the shame and the guilt off of your life. That is where you are in volume one through four. But you now have an understanding of why the stone was rolled away. Because the reproach of shame, of the odor and the scent of a dead, decaying, stinking body had to be shut down so that it wouldn't smell up the rest of the environment. All of these things have an odor to shame and self-hatred and God-hatred. All of them carry an odor within that belong behind the stone. But because of salvation, the stone has been rolled away. And when we come into the house, i.e. the church, and we sit and we don't go through the process of salvation, we just accept salvation, but we don't submit to the process of salvation. We're sitting in the house still hiding behind fig leaves. So volume four, you're clothed in righteousness, but you're still naked spiritually beneath the robes of righteousness because you want God to be able to see into you. And they have been now, the fig leaves have been removed and 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 we have been just so adorned and so embraced and so loved on that we just oh God, can you see me? Can you see me now? Do you really see me now? 
I don't have to put up a front anymore. And when you don't have to put up a front anymore, there's rest. There's a place to recline and, and bask, if you would, like on Solomon's couch, in your spiritual intimacy with God as your lover, your Lord, your King of glory, your Father, your I am that I am. So then we get into volume five, and now you've got to sustain the momentum that you gained. And this is what happens in volume five. We go through the whole year studying the issues of the heart and applying the healing power of the word of God to the issues of the heart. And our behavior begins to change because we're now walking like God would want us to walk, the God kind of life. And that's called Zoe, Z-O-E. We're behaving as if we're royalty and, and sons by position, not by gender, not by male or female, because we're spirits. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Sonship is one of position, not of gender. So we are sons by position, ready to manifest to the whole earth the business of the kingdom of our Abba, Father, our Daddy. Our values have been reassigned. Our self-esteem has been restored. We know who we are and whose we are. We are royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a chosen generation. I want to invite you to come along on the One Heart Series journey. Pick up your copy at www.oneheartseries.com. And right now, there is a song by Bruce Parham entitled Dwell Together that I'd like to share with you as we go out with five minutes remaining in the broadcast. I want you to know that God loves you, God has a plan for you, and the best is yet to come. Be blessed and invite him into your life today. Simply say, God, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. Create in me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. Accept me as your son. Accept me. I believe that your son died for me so that I would not have to die. And because He has died in my place. I accept the free gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome home, my sister. Welcome home, my brother. Let's take it out with Dwell Together by Bruce Parham. Be blessed. It is for us 
something that happens when we all get on the same page. If we unite ourselves together, the oil will begin to... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.